All right. You asked today, I'm going to answer. So today I'm going to be going through the top 10 questions asked by dog owners about dogs' unwanted behaviors that they're trying to resolve. So essentially what you guys are doing is you're Googling, smoogling, um, uh, things that you want to resolve the issues with your dogs and things like that. And when it comes down to dog behaviors, it's ideally the same issues that people are having when it comes down to, um, training their dogs or dealing with dog behaviors. So I just want to go through those top 10 questions people are talking about. My name is Pamela Brown with Dog Down for Paws Dog Training. Uh, we provide practical dog training solutions to make your life living with your dog a lot easier. So let's just jump right into some of these questions you guys are Googling and asking me when I come out to your home, all right? Um, and what I want to provide is, you know, of course, some of these um, questions and what you're asking is going to need more training, but I'll give you some management solutions, some things to help decrease some of this behavior until you reach out. So one of the questions that people are asking is, how do I stop my dog from barking excessively, right? We just did a live on this a few weeks ago. So essentially when it comes down to barking, like I said, you want to identify the different types of barking um, depending on what it is. Um, let's just assume because most people do ask about um, barking um, out the window, which is watchdog barking. And ideally what you could do um, simply just to manage that is closing the curtains at the times of day where other dogs and people are more likely to be out, creating some type of barrier to the entrance to that room will um, actually do your dog some good and your ears some good as well, um, just so they're not barking as much. And if your dog's barking simply just because, you know, they're bored because they do have boredom barking as well, um, you just want to make sure you're providing your dog with some mental stimulation, whether that be a puzzle toy or Kong or things like that, something to really truly keep them engaged. Um, those are the two main types of part barking that I'm usually asked about and that you are Googling. And so that your dog, you definitely want to take those two tips um, into consideration. But ideally, the first step is just identifying your dog's barking. All right. Um, the next question that you are asking is, what can I do to prevent my dog from chewing on furniture? Right. And I get this question a lot with puppies. Right. They they're teething. They they they're being nippy and things like that. So if they're chewing on furniture, ideally they're doing that because they're teething. They may be bored, but from my experience for training dogs, ideally they're doing it because they are teething. So what you want to do is reduce your dog nipping on the furniture. You do want to try to redirect them and try to teach them the appropriate things that you want. So every time you're redirecting your dog and showing them the appropriate things, to, showing them the appropriate things that you want, you're actually showing them the right way to go about doing things instead of chewing on the furniture. And what I talk to the families that I train with about is trying to simulate the texture um, which your dog is chewing on. So if your dog is chewing on the furniture and say it is a wooden piece of furniture, try giving your dog like a um, nylon, uh, I, stood, I was about to say a nylon bone. Um, what is it? Um, I'll think of it, but give them a bone or something like that to chew on. You always want to try to stimulate the texture. If they're chewing on like pillows and stuff, you can give them a plush toy. So you get what I'm trying to say, right? So those are ways to go about chewing, but you definitely do want to redirect that because you definitely don't want to turn puppy chewing into adult chewing. Okay. Um, the next question that you're asking out there is how do I train? How do I house train my puppy? Right? So puppies um, just know that 
Um, the quickest way to answer this question is puppies need a schedule, whether it's house training, exercise, or whatever it may be, they need a schedule. So ideally, if you have puppy schedule for house training, it should be taking them outside every two to three hours from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. And what you are teaching them is the times that they are able to go outside and they will learn that time and start to hold the urine and things of such. And the easiest way to think about this, however many months your puppy is, that's how many hours they can hold their urine. So three months, three hours, four months, four hours. Um, and a little quick training tip, um, if your dog or your puppy is having accidents or if you're working with an older dog, in between those times, you want to go ahead and bump up that time to every two hours if you're doing every three hours and such. So the quickest suggestion right there is to basically get your dog on schedule. Um, the next question, I think this is the time of year when I get this question because kids are going back to school, people are going back into the office. What are effective me methods for dealing with separation anxiety in dogs, right? So that's one where ideally you want to call a trainer out for. What I've been telling families when they call me before I come out to them is start those. So ideally, if you if you absolutely have to leave the home, if you're not working from home, you want to hire someone to come in to sit for your dog, maybe while you're away, send them off to doggy daycare, anything but leave them home alone because you don't want to further trigger what they're going through, right? So that's first and foremost. But if you are working from home, but you know that you are going to have to go out, one thing I want you to start working on are those small moments of separation. And what I'm talking about is when you're getting dressed in the morning, don't allow your dog in um, the room with you. You keep him outside the door. Just like my dog right here, he's in here with me doing this live. If he had separation anxiety, I would have him outside the door. Um, if you go into the bathroom, if you allow your dog inside, have them wait outside the door, which you are teaching your dog is like, hey, I'm coming back in just a moment. So you're teaching them every single time you're coming back that, hey, I'm returning. And it's not you leaving for an hour anymore. It's just you leaving for a moment. And over time, what your dog starts to learn is like, okay, they're going, they're coming back. So just start there, but ideally reach out to a trainer so we can help you with this, all right? Um, the next question you're asking is, how can I stop my dog from jumping on people? Quick solution, jump in dogs just simply jump because it's fun just turning away not engaging with them we are making it fun for them when we start to do this like no 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 down like i tell the kids when i work with kids make like a tree stand still and what happens is you're taking that fun away and then essentially they stop jumping of course you always want to make sure you start your dog off with some type of basic obedience training and stuff like that but just to manage it and decrease it a little bit, you just want to either ignore them coming into the door. If you're walking through the house, don't give them any attention until they stop jumping. All right. Um, next question is, what is the best way to teach my dog basic commands like sit and stay, right? Because those are the first commands you want to teach your dog. Um, we start dog training early as eight weeks. Um, the simplest way to teach your dog sit, stay, um, in puppies, they're very impulsive. So you only need to do it, um, short sessions, only five minutes at a time. But what you want to do is you want to use positive reinforcement, right? There's no need to punish our dogs or puppies or things as such. Um, so you always want to use some type of treat or you can use praise by telling them good job. Um, if you don't know how to teach sit, um, I'll explain it to you. So what you want to do is you take a treat, right? You put it to your dog's nose like that. And you put your hand up like this. 
Hold on. You know what? I'll show you for a second. Let me see if you'll do it. Callie, come here. Come here. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if you'll uh -oh. work with me here. Give me a second. Let me see. So, okay. So you would put the treat to the dog's nose like that, right, pal? He's not listening, but you would put the treat to the dog's nose like that. And then you would lift up your hand like that. And that forces their butt to go into that sit. So just to treat to the nose up like that, and it forces them to sit. Sorry, I couldn't explain that a little bit better. Um, but the quickest way is to use positive reinforcement, use treats, because more the more you reward your dog, the more likely they are to perform the behavior, just like we go to work and we get paid, right? Um, dogs get paid by rewards and the more likely you are to reward them, they will work for you. So you wanna get paid, your dog wanna get paid and that's the quickest way to teach them any command, Never mind, sit and stay and things like that is just to basically reward them, all right? So next question, this one's a big one. It could be broken down into many parts, um, but again, I'm gonna talk to you about how to decrease some of this behavior. How do I deal with my dog's aggression towards other dogs and people, right? That's a big one. The pandemic has really turned dogs around with everyone getting puppies, not being socialized and things of such. When we're talking about aggression and dogs who may bite or have a bite history, we always want to think about safety first. So whether you have to use a muzzle with your dog when you're going out about out and about or people are coming over to the home or whether you have to keep your dog in a separate room when people are coming over. Um, ideally, you do wanna use some type of muzzle. You wanna reach out to a trainer like myself so that we can help you guide you through this to help your dog change how they're feeling about other dogs or people, whatever they're aggressive towards. But if you are walking your dogs, cause that's a big one that, um, uh, that's a, a, another one that people call about. You want to try walking your dog at times a day where there's less likely to be other dogs and people out. I know school's back in session and things as such, but you want to either walk your dog early in the morning, maybe five or six, where there's not as many people out or late in the evening around eight or nine. I know um, my neighbors have a, a few reactive dogs and I'll see them walk at 11 o'clock at night, which is perfect because people aren't out. And that's going to like help you feel less anxious about walking your dog because your dog does pick up on that. If you're going to simply walk around the neighborhood and not encounter other dogs or people, whatever they're triggered toward. So toward, so keep that in mind. Um, two more questions. I have one more um, coming up. What can I do to prevent my dog from digging up the yard? Right? So I'll tell you, Digging is a sign that your dog is bored. I don't care how many toys you have in the backyard or what you think you got going on with your dog. That should be fun. A lot of times I even pick toys like, hmm, that will be fun. But it's like, is that fun for me or is it going to be fun for the dog? So if your dog is digging in the backyard, it's a sign that they're bored and you simply just want to give them something else to do in the backyard. Start ciphering through those toys and figuring out what your dog stays engaged in when they're in the backyard, not only in the house. Um, if you cannot stay with your dog out in the backyard, one thing I do talk to, with my families about is, because um, everyone's busy. I work with a lot of families with kids, especially around school year time. I know I'm busy myself. Is if your dog um, 
say you keep your dog outside for like say 30 minutes and then you notice your dog starts digging after 20 minutes, you wanna bring your dog in at the 18 minute mark. You get what I'm saying? So start bringing your dog in before they get bored so they're not practicing digging up the yard. Um, another thing you could do, you can work with your dog and if they're digging in one location, just say screw it and let them have that one dig spot to dig in. Um, so. You could do either or just like I tell the youngs I work with, I'm going to teach you so many different things, do what works for you. And we're going to work through this together. So with the digging, I want you to do that. Okay. Um, how do I stop my dog from begging for food at the table? Right. That's a big one when you're trying to eat dinner. Um, ideally that the training's involved in that, but the simplest thing to do, I always say you want your dog to be part of the family. So I always start off with the least, um, not invasive or intrusive, but um, I can't even think of the word, but attempt to feed your dog at the same time you eat so they're not bothering you. And what I will get by that is, well, my dog eats in like two seconds, right? What you can do is instead of giving your dog food in a regular bowl, stuff a Kong with your dog's food in it freeze it and give it to your dog while you're eating dinner because it's going to take your dog at least a good 30 minutes, some dogs longer to get through that. Um, so that way your dogs get used to, ooh, they're eating dinner. I get this at the same time. Or if your dog doesn't eat at the same time, you can just stuff a Kong and give it to them. You can give them a licky mat or a puzzle toy. Um, if your dog is not engaging in that for a long amount of time, you can either crate them. I love using a gated off area and have them behind that barrier. Um, so that they're not, um, you know, running up and jumping on the table and things of such. So um, keep that in mind. Um, last question. This one's a big one too. That how do I, how can I help my dog overcome fear and anxiety? Okay. What I will tell you about that is patience is going to be so key. Okay. Um, a lot of times when we deal with fear and anxiety, even reactive dogs, like I said, we're already, I, like I said, my dog back here, he's, he's anxious. He, he's all that I get it. And, you know, dealing with them and even trying to go through a training plan with a trainer, you're already anxious and stuff like that. But Working with a fearful, anxious dog, what they need from you is space, okay? Um, again, figuring out what they're fearful or anxious about. Um, when it comes down to fear, um, let's just use, for example, because these are all the calls I'm getting, dogs that are fearful to other people. Um, I've been getting those calls of walking in the house. If your dog's the type of dog that's barking at people coming in or they scurry away like that when people are coming in because they're fearful, they would love it if you ignore them and you give them space. So if people always laugh, not people or the, uh, the uh, families I work with, when um, they're like, my dog's fearful or anxious around people, I'm like, avoid them like the plague and they will love you forever. And then they try it and they're like, oh my God, it works. Like people ignore them. The dog becomes more relaxed. You become more relaxed. So just simply giving them space, having people ignore them or people coming over, giving them their own separate area to decompress in, whether that's behind a barrier or in a separate room away from people. Cause sometimes dogs being around people get anxious and overstimulated, but just keep in mind having, giving them space is key, all right? So with the 10 questions that you are asking me about, there are guides to help you work through this for as training. We do have a barking guide. We have a puppy guide. We have a, a guide to training anxious and fearful dogs. If you do want those guides, they are, um, you can go to our website or you can put a comment 
um, which guide you want, whether barking or fearful. And we can send you the link to that guide if you're not able to find it on the website. If you follow us on Instagram, there's definitely a link at down for pause for all those guides too. So that's the quicker way to get it. So I hope I answered some of your questions um, that you have been Googling, you've been asking me, you've been calling about. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. If you're the type who love podcasts and driving or listening while you're at work, you can find me at Positive Dog Training Convos on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, all those wonderful platforms. Other than that, have a great week. If your kids are going back to school or already back to school, hooray for you, hooray for me next week. And um, I'll see you next week with another great topic. Bye.